0: Hi, welcome back to another podcast This is the American Teen Podcast And this is the podcast where I pretty much just share What's going on in my head And I have another podcast that's coming out It'll be called Ask Hole So A-S-K Hole Ask Hole (laughs) Hopefully I don't get demonetized for almost saying a swear word It'll be by me and initially, I'm going to just answer the most popular questions online so that anyone, anyone who is too lazy to start reading stuff can just listen to my voice and get an answer. So I guess that's convenient rather than... Having to read an entire Quora article, you get to listen to me for like 30 minutes, try to answer the question in the most complete way as I possibly can, and try to blend in personal experience and my take on the question and answer. Uh, typical question, the most popular question, actually, I should start with this on Quora. It has 300 million views most popular question and you're probably wondering what question could be so popular and uh, the second most popular is like maybe a hundred thousand maybe fifty thousand but the number one most popular question on Quora Quora is this uh, question answer app and website where people just answer questions The number one question on Quora is how many ounces are in a gallon? Now (laughs) that question isn't really relevant or interesting. So we're just going to go with what is the most popular relevant um, question that is very very popular and followed on Quora, which is what does Google know about me? And there's, like, some very deep explanations on this question. If you want to know the answer, uh, I guess head over to Ask Hole by Wyatt Searle. It is A-S-K-W-H-O-L-E, Ask Hole, with a K. I thought it was pretty clever. I came up with it, um, actually, like, a few hours ago. I I wanted to do, like something with ask, because I wanted to do a question and answer format for the podcast. And I, I was initially thinking of like ask me and then ask HQ. And then I don't, I don't know, maybe God or nature or whatever gave me this idea, this illustrious, illustrious idea of using ask whole as as the name for the podcast. So I was like, you know what, that sounds great. And we're going to start that podcast right after this one. So I was sitting in my geology class today and we were watching this movie made in 1990 called Volcano, because my geology class is a science and cinema class. So we pretty much just learn about geology through movies which is the most ridiculous thing because a lot of movies are very inaccurate and they're hyperbolic, which means they're they're a little overdramatic and dramatized, which makes them pretty inaccurate sometimes. Other times you have some really good factual movies. And just other times you just have complete like garbage movies and the one that we were watching in uh, that that class today was absolute garbage it was called Volcano made in 1990 so I was like you know what screw it um I only came to this class because of the points I didn't really come to get any sort of um information out of here that is particularly relevant to me so I started drawing some tactics and strategies on how I'm going to operate my business and just some general marketing guidelines. One, one like thing that I'm kind of worried about is um, how I'm going to be able to do the podcast when, one, I am doing a clinical trial for money and two traveling around the world because I don't, I don't know if i'll have or have the courage or ability to just do a podcast in front of like random people maybe they'll get annoyed maybe not but it, it i it, it would be very difficult to find a good a good setting to do that in but i guess it doesn't matter maybe I'll bring, like, some, a a decent-sized pocket microphone and see if I have an opportunity to do it. Other than that, I'll probably end up just having to, uh, probably just, I'll end up making, like, a surplus of podcasts to post while I'm there. So I'll, like, have some podcasts in store so that when I'm sitting there, I'll be able to just post them whenever I want. Uh, That's certainly the case for uh, the Quora podcast that I'm going to do, the question answer podcast. This one, I don't know what I'm going to do. Honestly, I'll probably just have to make another surplus uh, when that time comes. And some of these studies are like 35 days long. That's that's the one that pays me $10,000. So I would have to make like 70 extra podcasts in like a few weeks to be able to make that surplus up. And then I'll be super rusty by the time I come back and I'll be like highly skilled when I enter regards regarding like talking and setting up a podcast. So there's going to be some ability errors. And when I'm... My goal is to like do some humanitarian projects um, outside the US and a lot of those third world countries don't have great internet access so I'm not exactly sure how I will be able to continue the podcast that way but when that time comes that time will come and I will hopefully figure out a solution by then I'll I might have like my sister continue the podcast for the meantime when I'm gone And yeah, or maybe a second solution is that I just do van life and I can do a podcast every day doing van life and just do it that way. But I don't know. It seems like a fairly decent way of doing it. Yeah. So anyways, I went to a chocolate tasting yesterday with a few of my friends and initially I didn't really know how to feel about this chocolate tasting, because generally I side towards eating healthier foods, mainly because if I eat um, foods that are high in high on the glycemic index, it causes more inflammation on my body, and then I usually end up with like acne. So I usually try and stay away from low quality carbohydrates, and focus on just eating whole grain, whole food kind of kind of stuff so my friends invited me to this chocolate tasting and I was like well maybe I'll have like a little bit of chocolate like uh, chocolate typically isn't that great for you because it's full of like refined sugars and other garbage that they put in it and amazingly enough the guy who owns this chocolate company is a vegan and he's a health nut so he makes his own raw chocolate, doesn't put any refined sugar in it, and it's pretty high quality um, chocolate. So it's really healthy for you as all the anti- antioxidants um, that chocolate provides without all the side effects that a Hershey's bar would give you. So I was definitely into eating this chocolate, and it was very good. Like every single chocolate that he gave us tasted very good. He also gave us some, some of his chocolate milk that his company um, makes. That was super good as well. I saw I saw while I was there, so the building that we were in is a half residential area for dormitory students who are living on campus. And the other half is a creative space for entrepreneurs. So we were sitting in this group of around like 15 people. It was like a, it was a pretty big open open area because it's on the first floor and the first floor is pretty huge and very open. It's this creative space at the University of Utah where students can collaborate to make businesses or something. So that's where we were doing the chocolate tasting. And I graduated from high school two years ago. And I, since then, I haven't really seen many kids from my high school graduating class. And even some of the friends that I had in high school, I haven't really seen in quite a while. So one of my friends I, I from high school, I noticed him in the first floor um, space when we were doing the chocolate tasting. And we were in the middle of it, so I wasn't able to go up and say hi or anything. Plus, like, I'm secretly, but not secretly, fake dating his ex on Instagram, apparently. <laughs> and he probably hates me for that. He's a very good-looking guy. And I like him quite a bit. But he he's joined a fraternity. And I don't know. He, did, he didn't really seem like the kid who would um, be in a frat, honestly. He was like very nerdy not nerdy but um i don't know not the most outgoing person in the world plus he like didn't really talk to any girls so it's really weird that he's in a frat now and this frat is like the peppy preppy boy rich kid um slightly more attractive um, kind of frat so kind of makes sense that he's leaning towards that one because his family is pretty wealthy but I thought that was interesting to see him there unfortunately I didn't say hi but on another note definitely would want to say hi yeah and I think it's it's, it's great that he's like uh, around campus so maybe I'll run into him um, some, some other time this semester maybe Uh, In the case that I don't drop out at this point, I probably won't drop out, but I'll probably just intentionally fail all of my classes by doing absolutely nothing and never showing up to class and just fully being fully focused and laser focused on trying to build a personal brand for myself which is, I, I've, I've always wanted a personal brand for myself because I think it gives you a lot more leverage, especially if you have quite a bit of attention on whatever platforms that your personal brand takes space. I think you have much more leverage with that than you do a job because with a job, you're very expendable and flexible. Like at all costs, the company will cut you loose to save itself. And that happens more often than not. And they don't really need a good excuse to fire you. They can fire you at any time. And the interesting thing is people go to school to get a degree. And your degree, may, maybe in 1980s, was, was like almost a surefire way of getting a high-paying job. But in 2019... Is just not the case anymore. Like your chance of getting a job right out of college has dropped like 30%. So you're not guaranteed a job with that degree. Plus, once you're in that industry, they have a opportunity to kick you out and pretty much screw you over at all costs. So do I see you working in an industry... A, an attractive option for myself. Definitely not. I would much rather try to build a personal brand and focus four years of my life on that instead of four years of my life on college. And any, any like business person worth their salt who's up to date in the technology world would probably say the same thing. They would say that personal brand is more important than ever. And you should definitely be trying to continuously build that personal brand. If if I was the parents of someone my age, I would say something similar. I would I would first um, try to get them get to know them really well, get to know their strengths, and if they're a viable candidate to being an entrepreneur, I would first know like what their passions are, what their interests are, and try to combine all of those to figure out what would be the best solution for my kid. Because obviously their happiness should be put on a pedestal and my um, my judgments in imposing what I think they should do should not be on a pedest- pedestal like many parents do today. So if I was a parent of someone my age, I would definitely say, um, especially if they're, they have entrepreneur DNA and think very unorthodoxly and just have unconventional ideas that could work out really well, I would say you should definitely try to build a personal brand. And if, if you don't like college, you don't like the idea of college and you're a bad student or either one, I would definitely say try to build a personal brand or a business. Um, A personal brand is someone like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is a personal brand. Just someone who has a lot of gravity. Like many YouTubers are pretty much their own personal brand. Anyone who does podcasts is their own personal brand. Um, Instagram influencers, TikTok influencers, anyone who is popular on LinkedIn. And I think technology has given us this great opportunity to be able to expand our careers and to be able to expand the opportunities that we have um within the context of your life. So yeah, I would I would definitely recommend um trying to get very good at creating content on up and coming um platforms like TikTok. Uh, YouTube Instagram and just like try to find that self-motivation and self-drive to really push yourself to be successful on those platforms and you have to I think another important note is that you have to really you have to understand what you're good at and what you're comfortable with like for me audio is much more comfortable than trying to put out some uh, pictures on Instagram or videos on YouTube Like I find talking to myself very therapeutic and on the days that I don't, um, do a podcast, especially this one, I feel like I'm missing out and I'm not really getting as much out with my time as I possibly can because just thinking through things is one thing, but being able to articulate your thoughts is another, like it brings, it brings like, um, Therapy to like a whole new level, like self-therapy to a whole new level. And definitely trying to build a business around this is probably the best idea for myself. Um, I'm not really, I think a number one core strength, something that everyone should be able to build and work on, is trying to figure out what they like and what they're good at. So the idea of um, self-awareness is very important. The reason why many people don't achieve their goals, a huge reason why people are stuck in mediocre jobs. I'll give an example of my uncle because he's a prime example of this. So my uncle, he spent at least like 12 years in college maybe. He's racked up about $100,000 in debt. He's, like, switched degree paths, like, six times. And just barely he – I think he is working towards his master's or just barely got his master's. So s- somewhere in there, he's either close or there. And it took him, like, 12 years to figure out what he what he wants to do. And that's where, like, self-awareness comes comes very handy. Because if you know what you're good at and you know what you like – and you mix the two together, you can either create a personal brand or a business for yourself. Or maybe if you like medical stuff and you're really smart and good with biology, maybe you can become a doctor. Something along those lines. But to get to that point, you really have to be self-aware. You have to know what you were like as a kid. So like me, I was super interested in figuring out how things worked. So I would like take apart bugs and just see what the heck's going on inside of there. And I would always be creating random things. I would be like coloring on rocks. I would be, I would always be like creating weird inventions. I would always, um, once a year uh, in my neighborhood, there was this yard sale. Everyone participated in this yard sale because it was the only time that they were allowed by the HOA to do a yard sale. So they couldn't do a yard sale any other week, day in the week throughout the year. So it was, there was this one time in May, it was like late spring where this yard sale happened. Every time this yard sale came around, I loved it. I loved the idea of like going around with my friends, buying stuff and also selling stuff from my house. It was very interesting. And I was super passionate about this. I was like, wow, I love this thing. This is like the greatest event I was like, "This is much better than school. This is much greater than like any other event I, I could ever be in." Because I love the idea of like selling stuff that's mine and then making money. Like that to me was like the entire world. So I think part of that um, is at least in some way an entrepreneur's DNA. Like I like it, it. It actually astounded me and it confused me why people weren't as interested in it as me. And I was like very interested in it, even at a young age. And I was super interested in it. And what's interesting is that my parents didn't really take notes of my extreme interest in garage sailing, or maybe it was there, but they didn't really know what to do with it and they didn't really care that much. So they just brushed it aside. If it was me as a parent and I saw my kid was extraordinarily interested in garage sailing and was always trying to figure things out how things worked and was creating his own stuff I would be like damn that kid is a full-blown entrepreneur like he has the DNA for it and I'm going to hone in on these skills and I'm going to find every single opportunity that I can to where where he wants to go with his passions and also try to help him um, build whatever business that he wants to do, but for himself, I'm not going to coddle him. I'm going to have him do it on his own, and just really put a put put that up on a pedestal. So I think knowing that crucial bit of information, it blows my mind that my parents are still pushing um, college education. I think one is because it's definitely a comfortable spot for them. They they like the comfortability and safety of being put into a box and just just getting a job and living that mediocre kind of lifestyle. And for me, that is probably the most boring piece of garbage that anyone could ever say to me. Like, it just, it just doesn't have any relevance in my life. Like, that's not what I want to do at all. That's not where my passions or skills lie. So why am I here? Why am I even trying? And... <laughs> I was I was actually contemplating yesterday whether or not I should actually go to my classes anymore because I'm like, honestly, like, if I'm not going to finish college and, like, at all, like, I'm going to drop out this, this next semester and I'm going to be spending the next, like, six years or whatever trying to build my own personal brand as effectively as possible. And I, I have... I have a skill of like forcing marketing and forcing success on myself. So I'm, I'm really creative when it comes to trying to build that awareness around myself because I did it when I was in the 11th grade. I built a 21,000 follower account for myself and I bought like five other accounts around like 40,000 followers and made like $300 a month. And my parents knew about this, and honestly, they didn't care. They just wanted me to go to college, get a degree, um, have that safe, comfortable life that doesn't really exist. And honestly, like, I, it still blows my mind that they're still trying to push college. And I know one argument that they'll try to make to me once I because there's going to be there's going to come a day when this conversation takes place, and I'm going to be there, sitting with them. And I'm going to tell them that I don't see any value in college. And they're going to be like, okay, that's fine. So you wasted our money. You wasted the $3,000 that we gave you. So you can tell us that you didn't want to go to college. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to say, no, you wasted your investment. You knew what my skills were. Maybe you weren't paying attention. But even if you paid the slightest attention, like any successful business person would do with their kids, they would have noticed that I have a drive for entrepreneurship, creativity, building my own stuff. I do not have the DNA or the want or the passion to sit around in a classroom, waste my time, my energy and my life doing something I fully do not believe in. This was a bad investment on your part. I'm sorry that I wasted your money, but investments fail sometimes, especially when you don't treat them right. And the last time I came close to that conversation, my mom got really upset and she, she like cried a little bit. And then I tried to like say, I'm sorry, but she, she's pretty much said that if you don't go to college, then to me, that makes me feel like you don't love me. Cause I've given you so much. Why won't you do this one simple thing? And then I'm like, it's just not me. Like, I don't, I don't care about your, your imposition on, on me. Like I'm going to do what I think will bring me the most value and success. I'm not going to try and try to fake my way through something I don't believe in. Like, that's just not in my DNA. Like I'm bad at like acting I'm not a good actor, like everything that comes out of me should be authentic and like is authentic. I'm not, I'm not going to live a lie because if I live a lie, then what's the point of living at all? I don't, I don't see value in this option that you put on a pedestal and think is the only way to success. And you really have to define success for yourself. Success is not money. So su- success to me is happiness. And the path that college presents itself will not bring me any happiness. The way the lifestyle my dad lives scares the living heck out of me. He works 40 hours a week at a soul crushing job that I know for a fact he does not like. He's a pharmacist. So it's a high paying job. He is the antithesis to what I believe in. And he is pushing that narrative on me. And my mom is also pushing the same narrative on me. And I don't know. I just, I don't like it. My dad works 40 hours a week as a pharmacist. He spent like eight years or something in college trying to get that degree. And what did it bring him? He got a, he got a big house, He got a nice car. He was able to buy all of his kids' cars. He was able to afford nice things. And even to this day, he says that he still does not have enough money. And then I think, well, one, your burnout rate is super high because there's no way you're going to be working like 16 hours a day building something that you want to build for a profitable return. And... If you're not passionate about the work that you're doing, then one, you're going to have a miserable life and you're going to be stuck paying expenses that you probably shouldn't have been paying for, but you know what? That's just the culture that we live in. I'll tell you why financial aid is not taught in schools like it should be. Uh, to me, financial aid is, can be summed up in, in like two simple sentences. You either make more or you spend less, and you should try to do both. Honestly, it's super easy, but I'm pretty sure companies have have some sort of control in the perceptions of financial aid in convincing people that they need to buy big houses, expensive cars, luxury items to impress people. It's just the American culture. That to me is one of the main reasons why financial aid isn't taught in schools. It makes sense, but it it takes a lot of research and learning on YouTube, learning online to really get that crucial bit of information that so many people fall prey to. And one, you have to have the self-esteem to not be bounded by other people's judgments I think that's super important, especially to me in my situation, like I'm going to fail college. I don't care if I fail college because it doesn't bring me any value. I've already wasted way too much money and it is much, much less than what other people spend on college. After this year, I'll be, I'll be spending or have a loan of about $5,000 that I'll have to repay on all of my college debt. If your parents are not providing a paved way for a full education and you're in my situation, I would say college is not the option for you. You should really try to understand yourself. Try to understand the opportunities that lay ahead of you. Find apprenticeships, internships, work for free until you can get that um that resume up build that resume build that work experience towards something you're passionate about start your own business work at number 2 I'll I'll tell I'll tell you one thing the most fulfilling and the highest paying jobs are not found with a college degree and that's just, that's, that's, that. that's the end of that story. I have rehearsed the same exact line and I will continue to rehearse the same exact line on this podcast because this podcast was meant to really talk about the thoughts that I'm going through and my own personal experiences. And the only thing that I think about on the day to day now is why am I in college And I am for sure, for sure, that a college student who is thinking that has a one hundred percent chance of not finishing college. And there's many successful people that dropped out of college. The one mistake that people make and assume that successful people drop out of college is that you you are nothing like them. They're the elite of the world. But even Steve Jobs himself, I'll I'll pull up that Steve Jobs quote because I think it's like super important and it really demonstrates what I'm trying to explain here. Steve Jobs quotes on people. Okay. (laughs) Okay, yeah, this is another good quote. He also says, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking, and most important, have the courage to have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. So, one of the richest people is saying like exactly what I'm saying. On okay, so for a frack, I'm going to I'm just going to pause it until I can find it. Yeah, so I can't find it, but the quote goes something along along the lines of this. That you are no different than the people who have changed the world. So you can pretty much do anything. Like they're pretty much the same as you. And the only difference is the mentality shift. Those people that you should just try to work on. And yeah, I'm just going to put put that up. That's going to be it. Yeah, see you later.